Matthew, it's good to be with you again today. I think we've talked before about kind of doing a monthly uh, get-together, a monthly podcast, and uh, we haven't done one yet in the month of December for a variety of reasons. Uh, The Christmas song talks about it being the most wonderful time of the year, uh, but as you're well aware, it's also the busiest time of the year. Absolutely. uh, Particularly in your case. So let's just kind of uh, back up a little bit and kind of catch up from the last time we talked. Since then, we've gone through one holiday. I've gone through Thanksgiving. Um, can you just kind of tell us about how Thanksgiving went for you and your family this year? Well, Thanksgiving was pretty low-key. We, In the past, we have always traveled during Thanksgiving, trying to get to different families' houses and, and do different things. But this year, Blair was on bed rest. So Thanksgiving was pretty much just us at the house, just our little family and I will be honest with you, I may have enjoyed that more than any Thanksgiving we've ever had. Just the five of us at the moment, uh, I will say that the ladies of this church prepared us an amazing Thanksgiving lunch. Um, So many of those ladies cooked their own meal and then added stuff to their meal for us. And that was such a blessing. And our family very much enjoyed that meal. But Thanksgiving was low-key. And if I have it my way, which I probably won't ever again, uh, we'd do it that way every year. But uh, it was definitely a day to be thankful for, that's for sure. At that time of the year, Thanksgiving, we always think of things that uh, we're thankful for and should be thankful for. As Christians, what do you think a Christian should be most thankful for? That's that, That's a very interesting question because i think if you ask that question to 10 different people what should we most be thankful for i think you're going to get 10 different answers i think the core of that answer has to be you know the gift of jesus his sacrifice that offers us salvation and a hope of eternity with him in the resurrection i think that that has to be at the core of 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 our thankfulness and then from there, I think it grows into a lot of different ways. As as we sit here um, in my office on a Sunday, you know, thinking about uh, the time that we spend together worshiping and uh, fellowshipping in a spiritual way with each other, I think that Christians, I think we need to be thankful for our church family. Uh, I know that just the way that the last couple of months have gone for us and how we kind of uprooted our family and moved to a brand new place. Uh, not knowing anybody, not knowing completely what to expect, uh, leaving one church family and being adopted by another, you could say, not knowing the dynamics of that new family, I have very much come to a realization that being thankful for the family that we have in Christ is, is so important, that this is not a this is not a journey that we're supposed to be taking by ourselves, as we have been talking over the last couple of months in our sermon series on biblical community. God created us to journey together, to be a unit, to be a family, to be a, a church that functions with a common goal and a common direction. And I think it's easy to get so used to your church family being there and being around that they're easy to take for granted. And so I think that, especially for us and our family right now, we have been greatly reminded about how blessed we are 
uh, to have such a wonderful church family here at Ninth Avenue and to be adopted into this family as if we've always been here. We've been here almost, well, let's see, October, November, December, a little over two months now. Uh, how successful are you at this point with the name game? Um, not successful at all. I had a gentleman grab me this morning, and he said, uh, "He said I was watching a movie the other day, and it dawned on me that uh, one way to learn people's names is as you're talking to them to continually repeat their name back to them." And I said, "Yeah, but if you don't know their name to start with, that still doesn't do you any good." Um, I am slowly learning people. You know, uh, the creation of Facebook for preachers is a great thing because. You can go and look at pictures and you can see people um, and, and learn family that's connected with each other through that. Uh, our church directory, our picture directory, even though it's a few years old, has been very helpful. Um, my wife is, she is the name person. And there is not a Sunday that probably goes by that we're not sitting in the pew that I don't lean over and say, okay, who is that person? And she'll tell me. And then I'll go up and talk to them like I knew them the whole time. And so, uh, but it, it'll slowly get there. I'm learning a few every week and, and it'll, it'll slowly get there. In preparing to do this podcast, I was just kind of going through my mind and, and trying to remember the names of, of your children. And I think I finally have gotten those down, uh, Collins and Landon and, and Britton. And now you've added another name to that family of children, uh, that's an event that's happened and something I know you're thankful for since we last talked. Uh, so tell us about the latest addition to the Ballantine family. Well, we have, uh, as everybody around here saw from day one, uh, we have our oldest Collins and Vance and Britton. Uh, that's who we moved in with. And then just uh, about a week and a half ago, almost two weeks now, uh, we welcomed uh, baby London. Uh, to our family, and she was a few weeks early, gave us a little bit of scare on the front end, was not breathing when she was born, and they had to take some um, some measures to to uh, correct that and get her back in a positive direction, uh, which ended up putting her on a ventilator for a little while. Uh, so that welcoming into the world was maybe not what we expected, but she rebounded so well, and already has has been just a blessing to our family uh, Blair and I have spent eight months just thinking for a lack of better words what have we got ourselves into because we were we were done we were finished the three kids was going to be uh going to be our family God saw it fit that we needed another one and we've spent eight months just wondering how in the world are we going to do this stressing out about it let me tell you, when we lay at bed in bed at night and we just hold that little baby girl, we just wonder what we're, how, how would we have even live life without her? She's already just um, warmed our hearts that much that we can't imagine life without her. And it is just such a blessing to have her. Blair is recovering well, and that is that is a blessing in and of itself. So... Uh, the baby project, as you might say, is is moving in a positive direction. Well, you mentioned you haven't gotten the name game down yet. Obviously, I haven't either because I renamed uh, your son. I, I guess it was a combination of uh, Vance and London, mm -hmm. uh, Landon, 
but you, you mentioned your son's name is Vance, and I believe you have a connection with that name Vance, do you not? Yeah, so I, I was telling you earlier, of course, we uh, our son Vance is named after some good friends from McMinnville, but when we moved in, several people asked, did you name him after Vance Hutton? Did you name him after Vance Hutton? And the answer is, is no, no, no disrespect to that, uh, at all. But I had, uh, I had always heard of Vance Hutton kind of, uh, being born and raised in, in the North Alabama area and in the, uh, Savannah, Tennessee area. Vance Hutton's name is, is known. Uh, but I had never met Vance and I met Vance back a few weeks ago at the singing. What I did not know, I, I knew Vance was from Hardin County, was from the county that I spent most of my childhood in. Um, but what I did not know is that Vance grew up at the Walnut Grove Church where my granddaddy preached, Howard Rogers, for a number of years. And my granddaddy actually baptized uh, Brother Hutton. And that was a very interesting web connection that we had when we met. He was very excited to share that with me, and I was excited to hear that because my granddaddy is um, is my favorite preacher of all time. Uh, he is the main reason that I'm in preaching ministry today, and I still to this day love to hear him preach and hear him teach. Even at the age of 81, he is still uh, uh, relevant and uh, is very effective in his ministry. But Vance and I did have that connection, and... That was a very interesting connection to figure out. We left one holiday back in, in November Thanksgiving, and we're coming up on another holiday at Christmas. For some people, they begin Christmas celebration even before Thanksgiving arrives. But we have Christmas coming up here in a, in a few days. Are there any special traditions uh, that the Ballantyne family observes uh, for the Christmas holiday season? Well, as far as just traditions go, and my kids actually look forward to this every Christmas day, and it's the simplest thing in the world, but they love it. Blair makes a pan of cinnamon rolls in the shape of a Christmas tree and puts green icing on it. And that just fascinates our kids so much. Just that little bit of food coloring and that icing just just makes them so excited. Uh, but Christmas is a very special time for us. We are one of those families that uh, usually put our tree up before Thanksgiving. And if you come into our house mid-February, it might still be up because we just enjoy it that much. But we uh, we have, Blair and I both come from, from split families. And so the holiday seasons can be very challenging of trying to get to everybody in a timely manner. Of course, this year, um, with Blair's recovery and with the new baby, the traveling is going to be kept at a minimum. But one thing that we made our mind up uh, probably six or seven years ago is that our family would always spend Christmas Eve and Christmas morning at home. We're not going to run and do a bunch of stuff. We're going to allow our family, our children to have that time and enjoy Christmas Eve and Christmas morning at home. And if you want to come and be a part of that, you can. If not, that's fine to our family members. But it's just become important for us to create to create that moment for us as a family because 
if we wanted to, we could run ourselves ragged trying to get to everybody's Christmas and, and accommodate everybody else, if you will. But I think it's important as a family that, that you accommodate yourself, that you create time for yourself uh, so that your kids look back and they see those times were special and, and you create those just positive and wonderful memories. Are y'all a family that uh, waits till Christmas morning to open all the gifts, or do y'all uh, do a sneak peek on Christmas Eve and open one, or how how do we do? We do, uh, we do all the gifts from Blair and I. So from mom and dad, the kids get to open those gifts on Christmas Eve, and they get to play with those and have fun with those. And then we do a uh, a very small, maybe not in uh, price, as I have learned this year but a very smaller christmas morning from from santa and uh but most of their gifts do come from us but we kind of divide it up so that they they have time that evening to play with some things and enjoy some things and then the next morning there's still something to look forward to something to be excited about but just kind of break that uh gift kind of time up a little bit I remember when I was a kid, Christmas morning couldn't come soon enough, and uh, you'd be up at 3 in the morning wanting to open presents. Mm-hmm. But as years have gone by, and I observe with my own kids and, and, and now with grandkids, uh, different kids have different schedules mm-hmm. about when they want to get up on Christmas morning. Uh, how is it with your children? Well, Britain never sleeps, so I'm sure she'll be up way before everybody else. And... Uh, the, the last few years, the kids have definitely been up before us. And so that's, uh, that, that brings Christmas very early. As you know, you've got to stay up later than the kids to get everything squared away. And then you got to get up. So the kids don't necessarily want to go to bed. Then they want to get up early. So I have learned that Christmas morning also needs to start including a pot of coffee. So uh, that's, that, that may be the new tradition this year. Do your kids go ahead and, and see the uh, presents before you, uh, you and Blair get up, or do they wait? No, they're pretty. Us- they're usually pretty good to come and get us, and then we all go in together. So, are y'all a video family? Um, some we, we start out with our cell phones, and then before too long, you know, you're you're having to open things and put batteries in things and. And that kind of becomes the most important thing for a parent to do in the moment. So I guess we video the first few minutes, the the surprise look. And then after that, it's just game on. I remember when my kids were young, because that was in the days of the camcorders. Mm -hmm. We didn't have the uh, cell phone cameras. And Dad always had to go in in the uh, living room and set the camera up on the tripod and get it focused in. And the kids were at the end of the hall, and you could see them just chomping at the bit, waiting to to come, but I guess that's just uh, normal for children. They're anxious on Christmas morning. Um, We have another holiday after Christmas coming up, uh, New Year's Day, and we always look forward to the new year for various reasons. reasons. Uh, This year at at Ninth Avenue, as I understand, we're going to have a a new program beginning in connection with the new year, I believe uh, you've given it the name uh, New You. Uh, so tell us about uh, this uh, plan that you have uh, for the new year, uh, New You. Well, 
as uh, especially as the members know and, and, and friends and families of the members here at Ninth Avenue, um, the the preacher search was a a rather lengthy process. And one of the things that that I want us to kind of focus on in the new year is the newness of our of our ministry together, the renewing of of a focus of the church. The focus here at Ninth Avenue is no longer to find a preacher. And and that can that that can take up so much time and energy and effort and uh, you know we we've we've gotten to a point as as a church family where everybody is kind of back into their appropriate roles, you know, as we've said before Tyler did such a great job uh filling that void uh, as as the pulpit guy, but also that that kept Tyler from doing some things probably he needed to do in his own personal ministry because he was just stretched in so many different directions. And so now he's able to to refocus and kind of rejuvenate himself in his youth ministry. Uh, I am so excited about the new year and and being able to to try some new ideas and some new things, bring some newness uh, and some excitement um, to this church family. One of the things that we did. A few weeks ago that, that I put out there is, I guess you could say as a church is our, our New Year's resolutions as a church. Uh, and that is to see our, uh, attendance increase to, to on average 215 a week. Uh, a goal or a, 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 a resolution to have at least 10 baptisms this year and then to come up with two brand new community outreach events that we are a part of. Um, and, and I think if we can accomplish those three things, uh, it's going to be an exciting year. Uh, along with that, we're going to kind of launch and jump off in, in, in that direction on January the 12th, uh, the second Sunday in January, with our New You Sunday. And we're going to start a series of lessons that Sunday about encounters with Christ and different people throughout the gospel that encountered Christ and came to Christ in one situation, and because of their encounter with him, it created a newness in them, a new focus, a new understanding, a new direction. And they started following Christ and, and doing things differently than they had done before. And and so we're going to just really focus on, on kind of getting to know Jesus and know him in a way that changes and brings newness into our life. And then I believe we're going to follow that up with a, a a series of lessons from the book of Ephesians, which is about spiritualness and about uh, putting off the old and putting on the new garments uh, of Christianity and how those things affect our life. And, and so I'm excited about a, a new ministry that I'm a part of, um, some new sermon series that we get to be a part of some new uh, events and activities that we're going to get to be a part of. I just want us to bring a sense of renewal and rejuvenation to this family uh, over the next year in an effort uh, to really not just light a fire in our church family, but to light a fire in our community about Christ once again. Yeah, as you're uh, talking about newness, yeah, I'm sitting here thinking about you know, throughout the Bible how much newness there is. Uh, at the very beginning, we were talking. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, something that had never existed. Uh, created a, a new garden, a paradise for uh, for man, for Adam and Eve. Of course, Jesus came and and 
provided uh, the opportunity for us to have uh, newness, salvation, um, a new life, um, become a new creation, a new creature. And then at the uh, end in the book of Revelation, we read about a a new heaven uh, and a new earth. So you you use the word new and and uh, renewing. Uh, really, it seems kind of that's a theme throughout the in- entire Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, you know, Paul tells us to you know, forget about the things of the past, put those behind us uh, and press on. So uh, is newness uh, something that a, a Christian should uh, be striving for uh, just in our own personal lives? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, every day is an opportunity to be renewed. Uh, Every time you open up the Word of God, you have an opportunity to renew your spirit, to create in yourself a new heart, uh, as Scripture talks about. And I think if we're not careful, we can get in the routine and the rut of Christianity to where it's about going to church, it's about getting certain traditions right, getting certain things that we've always done in order, but yet the fire is not there uh, to really truly serve. And I think through through service, through looking at the needs of others and helping them meet their needs, as Paul says, not doing anything out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. When when we focus on other people, uh, we will renew our spirit. We will renew our fire and our zeal for God. And and if we are not constantly renewing ourselves, then we're moving backwards, uh, or we're living a life of lukewarmness and. And frankly, uh, the book of Revelation says that lukewarm Christianity makes God want to, to spit up. And, uh, you know, we have a brand new baby at home. Spitting up has become a, a thing again in our house. And that's not a fun thing. And, and I would, I would hate to make God feel that way. But so many of us, if we're not careful, get into that lukewarmness. And, um, so yes, we've got to be renewing ourselves every day. Well, Matthew, we'll probably cut this episode a little shorter than some of the other ones, uh, but I, I do thank you for sitting down with us and, and talking with us um, and, again, getting uh, to be able to know you better. Um, this is a new time for the Ninth Avenue Congregation, a, a new minister, um, a new year, um, and, and we're really looking forward to it um, and we appreciate all that you have done and will be doing uh, for the Ninth Avenue congregation uh, going forward. Anything else you'd like to say before we close? Well, I, I thank you for getting these together and doing these. I've enjoyed uh, these conversations, and, and I've enjoyed this avenue of, of creating a way for people to maybe get to know me a little bit better if, if they've been listening. And um, I'm just excited. I am so excited about the new year about the new opportunities that are going to come from it. And I just want to encourage everyone, first and foremost, come be a part of it yourself. And secondly, bring someone with you to be a part of it. And that's that, that's that's what it's going to take. And so the more people we have here, the better it's going to be. Well, again, I, th- I thank you, Matthew. And for those of you listening, we thank you for listening. And wish each and every one of you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.